people of the podcast. This is Raisa. This is Jorian. This is Quincy. And this is Derry. Welcome to another episode of Just Old Talk, the number one podcast for anybody who is shocked that we're already six months into the year. Welcome back, guys. It's been a long time How, since I've seen you. I mean, I feel like you're saying it's a long time. I feel like we've had longer breaks than this last one. But yes, it's been a little while. You think? Yeah. What's the longest, what's the longest break we had between recordings? Um, between birth and the first episode. Ah, okay, yeah, fair enough. That's the, that's the right. longest gap. Yeah. And when they say long, long relative to what, like the formation of the universe, I mean, it's pretty short. That was just like a blink of an yeah. eye, you know? Yeah, we, we just, just had here. the last episode. People was just here. Yeah, They're tired of already. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I feel like I just saw you guys yesterday. So, okay, so fine. So in absolute terms, it's not been that long. But in relative <laughs> terms, it's been fairly long. Is that what we think? Can we all agree on that? Or? Sure. I think continue so. going I think down. so. I think so. No, we're already going I, down a rabbit hole. Quincy and, and I are just going that. to be pedantic for the rest of the podcast. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of this podcast, I thought that was kind of like your, your thing. Oh, your your, your, your raison death. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, we have a few. You know, this was supposed to be the Mother's Day episode. Where, obviously, two months too late. Um. And we have a few serious topics that we want to dive into tonight. But before we dive into those topics, I have a question for the people of the podcast. And, well, yeah, the people of the podcast and the podcasting people. So hypothetically, right? Hypothetically, if your house is on fire and inside your house is a bag containing $2 million, your mother-in-law, your child, and your significant other, and you could only save two of them, could only take two of those things out of the house, which two would you take? So, so you look like you so have the answers. I don't, I don't have the answer to this. I don't, and you know I don't have the answers to this. We talk about this already. Well, this I will start hard. because I feel like I should start because my answer will be biased because I am the only one on here who have no child. So I don't have that connect. So money. Well, yeah, this woman is <laughs> really child in the flames. <laughs> well, I can't say. Well, okay, let's switch out my child with my dog. I take in my dog. All lives and, matter. Right, so my dog and my two million dollars. Um, so yeah, so your significant other go and just burn with your mother all day. Fire burn him, you know. Just saying. Wow, fire burn him. Cool, cool, cool stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Wife material we talking about here, boy. No, no man go and take my sister away from me. Oh gosh, man, somebody come and take she, na man. I know that wasn't a good advertisement, but oh gosh, man, somebody come and take she. I'm pushing in the house, please. It depends on depends, but honestly, I'll take my dog and my two, my two million. I could get an next man. The dog and your two mil. All right, so we have one vote for the dog and the two mil. <laughs> Joe, what, what say you? So this is my scene. Uh, I don't, I don't have a mother-in-law to connect to from that point of view. Uh, definitely my child. Um, and based on the situation, I would have to say my, my wife and my child. I can't take the money and just let a woman burn, boy. That, that don't, that don't feel right. That don't feel right to me. That money, that Watch money will be. Go be soggy. Go ahead. You're, gra- you're grabbing the child first, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The child first for sure. I might, I okay. might pause yeah, right. between the the money and the girl, and then, you know, it might be up in here. That's where it's up in here. All right, all right, all right. Stuart, what, what say you? I'm by I know Stuart is a man kicking dog in body a lot to get to. The- <laughs> <laughs> wife and child, but I have no custody there at all. I could always make more money. I'm confident in my ability to make cash. Ooh. 
Okay. Yeah, you know, who you who you saving first though? Yeah, saving first, so I had to go and grab the child. Kisha, run your ass on, girl, warm to you. No legs off. You're two foot banners. Um. I mean, how many mothers-in-law can I kick down on the way to grabbing that money? That's all I had to say. Like, what? How many of them? Maximum mother-in-law kick down. Um, in reality, my wife, she can say first all day, every day. Um, wow. All day, every day. Uh, their, their wife and child had a $2 million. What's $2 million? Yeah, I mean, I don't have $2 million, just in case you know anybody listening to the podcast know, man, and hear this and then say, well, that man could get robbed. I have no money. I broke. Yeah. Um. If if we had a video podcast, you would you could you could tell that I don't even have on a shirt. That's how poor I am. Wow. So, wow, bro. Yeah, bro, that's bro, a bro. slightly pornographic. Then, yeah, they, yeah they, he's, he's on the people. Then I'm like, Blood. <laughs> no, I have images that you shit less. Well, I wanna yeah. I wanna vest. I wanna undershirt. You know, not completely soft. Well, this is Cinemax. Late ladies wow. on the podcast shows a kind of a kind of husky fella. You know, he's a you know he's not um. Yeah, some ladies like that, like that husky finish. Yeah, we have yeah, on your shoulders, ladies. Yeah, no. hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't have hair on my shoulders, how dare you? But they're good for the winter. A winter, a so. winter cling from what I've heard. Exactly. <laughs> you could, you could, he could nuzzle it. He could nestle. He could nestle. He could nestle. So, um, could nestle it. so, you know, I, I traveled recently with, um, where I was in Chicago in O'Hare Airport, and I run into Jurian Doppelganger, you know. So, if he was like six foot four, strapping he looked like he could have lift up half a building i was like wait boy if jaren would only take this gym thing seriously i would i would grow by four inches that's what you said uh, uh, no the man frame he looked like he i mean obviously i think that airport has a lot of professional athletes and i suspect that he was a you know a ball exactly. player you know? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but God. yeah i mean but as far as your face the man take your face and run with it yeah, just, so that's your friend yeah. So what you saying? What you saying? So what you saying is that man and Joe from the same litter, but Joe's the runt. <laughs> exactly. Clearly, Joe's yeah, the runt of that litter all day. You understand? The drag. The bunch, but I'm telling you, this this one looked like he was that that baby that put him on creatine one time. He one time, straight out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, my friends, uh, bro, right. my friends. Are they, friend. are they ready to jump into the, the yeah, topics yeah, that we're going to Jump into topic one Topic one, topic one, topic one. So this um this conversation has been blazing across the United States recently, and I guess it has implications in the Caribbean. Uh, and that is the landmark Supreme Court decision which overturned Roe v. Wade. And for those of you who don't know what Roe v. Wade is, Roe v. Wade was the seminal case that kind of guaranteed well, not kind of guaranteed, but guaranteed federal the federal right, the federally protected right to abortions for women, regardless of what state you live in. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with with um, the United States system of federalism, which in which the states kind of have the powers that are not appointed to the federal government pursuant to the Constitution, uh, but. Abortion was a federally protected right, and now there is no longer federal protection for abortion, which means that under the theories of federalism, each state can now create its own abortion laws. And as we know, there are states that are 
more progressive and there are states that are extremely conservative. So in those conservative states, what the expectation is is that they will restrict abortions, <laughs> basically outlawing it completely. Uh, so what we wanted to kind of address today was, you know, just so we, we're going to talk about abortion and we have a couple um, a couple bullet points that we want to address. Uh, but the topic, topic number one tonight is abortion. And the first question is, is it right or wrong? And I know that's a broad question and I don't want people to, you know, if you're, if you're not comfortable revealing your political ideologies, your political ideas and that, that's also fine. But, you know. Well, I mean, let's I, talk I, about it. Is is it right or wrong? I, I actually think that I mean your 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 statement and your your, your post statement are both are both uh, interesting, right? Like, is it right or wrong? I don't think it can be made right or wrong, right? This abortions are an abortion is a medical procedure. It's like saying is open heart surgery right or wrong, right? Because right. in some situ in some situations, it's a life saving measure. You get what I mean? So, so in certain situations, and you know, an abortion is is a, is a, is is necessary to keep the child alive, to keep the mother alive. Um, you know, in in in, the, in in certain situations, it can just cause more pain, further health issues, and so on. So, um, honestly, I think it's 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 not really a, a topic of whether abortion is right or wrong, but necessarily the decision to not have federal protections against it, taking the federal protection away. Um, very similar to the conversation we're having around marijuana, right? Uh, everyone's talking about marijuana is legal in particular states, and they want to make it a federal a federal law to make it legal. So, like, at what point does marijuana have more of a hold in society than um, than you know than, than the actual an actual public health of women, right? And and I know my, I know a lot of people comparing the rights of uh, you know gun holders or or the the laws around guns. To it, but I, I I also look at at something as as simple as a recreational drug and and how people pushing for that so heavy so heavy on both sides of the fence, you know, whether it's Republican or Democrat, blue or red, and um, and personally, I I honestly think that that those those protections should be there at the very least from a medical standpoint because some states are are banning it even in medical uh, in medical um, emergencies. You can't you know you cannot abort a pregnancy even if the child or the mother may die if you don't get it which is kind of ridiculous that is where it's, it, i feel like it's going a little too far right or wrong riser no i was actually going to piggyback off of what jory and say in the beginning that um in some you said that in some cases it is more considered a life-saving um procedure i feel like in all cases is considered a life-saving procedure if the child um, if you if a woman gets pregnant and doesn't want to have a child because she has nothing to offer, that is a life-saving situation. If she has an ectopic um, pregnancy, that is a life-saving procedure. So there's no it's, there's no right or wrong. It's a medical procedure. It's more of a, a choice for pro-life. So you know people talking about these pro-lifers. It's a pro-life decision regardless of the reason why it is a yet in deal. Right or wrong, Stuart. Yeah, this is a complicated one. I don't think it's a binary decision. I think the point about um, you know it being a medical procedure it is accurate, um, and it's a it's a choice, right? Um, sometimes medically necessary. Uh, I think people making decisions, politicians in the big house making decisions that medical professionals should really be making. It's kind of weird, right? I wouldn't have them change my oil either. 
<laughs> right? All I don't know what it's all about. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, <laughs> find it hard to for them to be making policy on something that, that you know, my wife might need, right? If she mm-hmm. run into some kind of issue, right, um, during childbirth or, or something like that, right? Now they've deprived us of that option because why? A philosophical reason. Sounds ridiculous. Philosophical and religious. Yeah, so, sounds so, ridiculous. So you don't believe that uh, that religion should play any part in decision-making from a... From a I state level? Hell no. At a state level. I think yeah. that's wholly wrong. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, I understand where I'm at, right? I understand how this country is, is constructed, but I think that's, that, that's ridiculous. Sandy, we... we you know, and, and I don't want to blaspheme here, but if we start to talk about the good book in rational terms, I think you and I will look at each other like we're going mad. Let's be honest. Oh, and I'll leave it as that. Excuse you know? my ignorance, but is there anything in the Bible about abortion being right or wrong? Or is... Oh, well, well, I, I will... Um, I, could, I could answer that. So there is a story in the Bible where... <laughs> so there, this... Um, under Abrahamic law... Back in the Old Testament, in the days of Moses or whatever, Abrahamic law. If your, if I, if me and Quincy are brothers, and Quincy is married to Keisha, and Quincy dies, I would be responsible for marrying Keisha, right? Because you know, you know that's not fly today, though. I, I I know and I, I know I'll I'll get I'll get I'll get, I'll get to the missing nexus between more sordid okay. right, even more it gets worse it gets worse so under Abrahamic law if Quincy was to die and I'm Quincy's blood brother it would be my responsibility to marry Keisha and bring her into my household and feed her and offer her the protections that I would do for my wife for my own my my own wife mm-hmm. uh, so there's a story in the Bible where. This gentleman's brother died, and I can't remember his name. And he slept with his brother's wife, but did not marry her. And he also he, he did not impregnate her. He where he pulled out and allowed his seed to fall on the ground. And God was displeased with that. And that is where the philosophy of not um, of not uh, you know people have painted that entire story with a broad brush and determined that God is not in favor of contraceptive. Contraception across the board. <laughs> well, the pull-out method is a form of contraception. Exactly. You know? So no contraception across the board. So let's just uh, not have sex. No, but uh, you know the the analytical angle to take that story would be that God is not in favor of you using a woman <laughs> who you rightfully was supposed to bring into your home. I think that is the real moral of that story. But people have taken that to mean that God is not in favor of contraception so, entirely. So. Abortion, but is but sleeping with your brother wife. Well, under the oh, rules, bro- you were supposed. Well, so he's dead. dead. He's dead. Pick and he's choose dead. No, no, your, bro- your brother. No, 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 no. That's not the story. Your no, brother no, died. No, we're not picking and if choosing. Quincy was alive, Derry would but not even- be there rubbing rubbing down the gill. You understand? But you know, she yeah, has exactly. She has no husband, and she needs the warmth of a, of another man. But but well, but Riza, remember it does. No, but but in those days. There's a couple things wrong. There's a couple things that that you're missing there. One is that if a woman was not chased, it would be very difficult for her to find a husband in the wild, right? She's already been married. She's not a virgin. No, 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 not a man. Right. So that is one. 
sorry. But Which is kind of yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You mean kind of like that in terms of you mean women out there wild? Because I'm not. Just, sure. I don't no, know to anybody. Find, to find a man out any wild that not weird and actually could be a husband that kind of. Uh, no, 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 no. Out in the wild, what he said is that like if he's not a virgin. You understand? Yeah, when if I say out in the wild, I don't mean like you had to go and hunt him in the bush with a bone. I just mean in in society. Yeah, you know, yeah. finding if, a if husband woman, in society. Yeah, if the woman is not a virgin, the men will look down on her. Right, exactly. That's, that's, this, so they this, wouldn't marry her. That's what they're saying. So the brother yeah. will take the, take the woman I mean, we could replace she, virginity with no a lot longer. of things for these days. I'm just making the parallels between then and now because it just, to me, yeah. it just makes no sense. But go ahead. The second point <laughs> is that a woman were not allowed to, you kind of couldn't, own land and stuff like that. So women were wholly dependent on the protection of men to provide, which is why that was the law. So that if your brother's wife died, she wouldn't become a beggar and she, that's basically what it was about. Oh, you're you're bringing her in your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> I think, I'm just saying. You know, Jehovah's I mean, probably just trying to make the best of a bad situation by making that the law. That's I mean, all that I was I cute for what? The year 12, but like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately people still referencing the book from the year 12 to create the you know laws in the year for law 2022 that is just hence you know, here we are hence <laughs> hence this is are. where we are this is where we are i mean i'll say this right because uh you know it, it was it's funny because we bring up this abortion thing and we've had this conversation before uh in our original mother's day podcast that never came out uh that i'll reference here again we, we ended up talking about abortion and one of the things that we we were also um we were also talking about just as you're referring to the father and whatnot like in reference to kind of modern day does does the father have a say in the abortion as well you know in in, in such a scenario where they um where a woman is a woman decides to keep a child or or not right i mean where where does where does where does the man's responsibility come in here? Like, should the father have a say in the abortion, in in, in such a in, in a scenario in which it's allowed? What what say you, Stuart? I want to hear Stuart's point before. I, I, I mean, I, I think if it takes two to tango, so to speak, right? <laughs> that it should take two to make the uh, the decision, right? That the uh, child is is almost you know genetic material 50-50 from both partners, right? And not sure if that's actually 100% true but you get the point though mm -hmm. so the you know you, you if my genes involved and this is I've contributed of physical self don't you think I should be able to have a 50-50 decision making percentage as well too I mean I can't tell you what to do but I think you should also not tell me how this is going to go you and we should kind of work together and yeah, and forget that. Everybody can have an opinion, <laughs> right? Opinions are like assholes. You can have an opinion. <laughs> but I mean, so but think about mm -hmm. it, right? That's your, your, your you know, isn't your seat? Look, you, you know, it's funny. I, I walked through a Museum of Natural History recently, and it only occurred to me then that although mammalian life on the surface seems to be very independent of like plant life we also have a seed right and an egg right that's just something that life just decided this is how we're gonna do things you know going forward and it's interesting because 
it requires both partners, right? That kind of natural variation through sex. Technically, even trees have sex, right? It's kind of it's kind of a strange notion, but that was true, right? And the, the thing is, when you look at life from that kind of very basic perspective, you think to yourself, like, in, in this question, I can't tell you what to do with your body, but you also can't decide to terminate a life that is 50% my genetic material, right? Without us coming, we have to work together in that scenario. But that's just my viewpoint, you know? That's and I, I have been known to have controversial that's very viewpoints. Very <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, the, I, could, I, could, I could admit that. What's the other world? What's the other world? What's the real world? Because not all situations are like that. Because we as human beings don't only have sex to reproduce. Like the trees blowing in the wind and the bees doing whatever it is that they're doing. That's just them being... (laughs) (laughs) The bees being... (laughs) Doing whatever that they have to do (laughs) to reproduce, to make more plant life. That's just natural. Just like sex to us is natural. We just do a little extra on the side for fun that leads to that can lead to pregnancy and Lord, like come on not all of us just only have sex with people that we go and like spend the rest of our lives with or with our partners or whatever the case may be so it makes it a little bit more sticky like if i decide to go and you know knock boots with with paul and slip sticky, up sticky and by nature what, you know like you're I, knocking boots with paul and say, slip up somebody's <laughs> nickname or is that there right i as a woman have a responsibility mm. to take care of myself because i know very well i paul me and paul me and Paul in rocking that long. Let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. So a man walks up to you and introduces himself oh, as slip up <laughs> in the club. And that is the man well, I take well, I'm just, well, I'm just trying to bring my point across and just trying to state that we also hey, have sex um, for fun. I'm DJ and this slip is up. the truth. DJ slip like up. When shit happens, and when shit happens, I should be able to have a choice. Because I didn't go. Yeah, but, tr- but, but the question is: the question is, do you need to, to inform? Do, does Paul have a say though? That Paul is the question. Does I mean, Paul have Paul any say? Paul is entitled to his opinion, but I very sure Paul not on me either. <laughs> Especially if it is that we're on the same page of the circumstance, I am pretty sure Paul not on me. Who if Paul knows? on me, Who knows? then I don't know. I might have maybe, a block maybe Paul. Slip, if, maybe Paul. <laughs> if slip, maybe slip up call you. Yeah, slip exactly. up call you and say, baby. <laughs> Um, I know Paul had it to be was mad. just a one. Paul had to be it mad. was a one it? night stand. I know, and but now we have a baby. Nah. So and I, you know, I doubt. So you're saying, so you're saying, slip up, have no say. All I remember that that show, that that movie, knocked up that Judd Apatow movie, knocked up where they mm. meet in a club, Seth Rogen and that pretty blonde girl, and they he she end up getting pregnant, yep. and uh, and then he end up you know getting his life together and getting with the girl. But he was a stoner before that. So slip up. Give slip up a chance, no man. Give slip up an opinion. I mean, I'm not saying that those situations don't happen good for those people. Like, if that's that's what you choose, then that's what you choose. By just saying, in a perfect world, what Quincy was describing, 
That's not, that's a very perfect world situation. Like, we don't just have sex to reproduce. So in I just, us I not still doing feel, it for I that, still feel like you're still ups. not answering the question, though. Uh, it does slip <laughs> up have. And when I say, like, I, 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 I okay, let me, let me rephrase it. I don't mean just a C. Of course, everybody has a C. Everybody could say <laughs> oh, something, right? What I mean is, does he have the, uh, should he have the ability to veto it your depends. Vote? I feel like it depends or, on the relationship you have with the person. Honestly, you can't okay. just say yes or no. It really depends on the situation that you have with the, the relationship and the situation that you had with the person. You know, Mr. So you Holly, benefit from abortions they all don't even know about. So, like... No, no, I get you. I get you. But what about the other side of it, right? What about the the um, the situation where the woman wants to keep it and also wants to ensure the man stays involved, because, you know, whether it's child support <sighs> or whatever... And I, and he was and he and then he instead when she says she's gonna keep it he's like well no nah, I don't think we should keep this I'm not ready for this it's obvious you're not ready for this you had sex with me when you thought my name was slip up and my name is really Sam and <laughs> you know and uh, and and honestly well, that I type mean, of person probably shouldn't be a mother right now I, I you know just just a thought just a just a que- just another question same same question just a different situation the other way if it's the woman wants to keep it and the man doesn't then yeah. she herself should be fully prepared to do it on her own. Well, okay, that, so that, that, so know, that, that's, so that's fair. But you say that's it, fair. But you're she's consistent. He have no, he have no say in it. Like, in it, and really. I say that he have no say because she gonna do it anyway because it's really and truly you. What are you gonna do? Push her down the stairs? <laughs> like, are you I going mean, to? Are it, you going it, to it take had your crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to push her down the stairs? Like the fetus is growing inside of her, so you can partner, say what you want. Unless you push her down the stairs. A partner might say when he got pregnant, when his uh, his high school girlfriend got pregnant, a partner of his offered to roll down the stairs with the gill for the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, you understand? He'll take the L. Ah, that is just no. a running, running, running tackle at the top of the stairs, and what happened? Happened exactly. I mean, fortunately, you know, you know he coming down all elbows, eh? <laughs> elbows and knees. Exactly <laughs> under the ludicrous act. Exactly. <laughs> what you're saying, what you're saying, they rise up. No, I said, for, unfortunately. fortunately, unfortunately, we have more say in the situation because it is happening really and truly physically, more emotionally to us. So, like, you guys are all entitled to your opinion. You can say, nah, I don't want this, but at the end of the day, like, if I choose to be an asshole and be like, oh, no, I want to have this child, then any, I, guess, I would want to say that the woman who decides to do that should be fully prepared to take care of the child by herself, but we all know that is not the case all the time. Yeah, well, many, yeah, many well, of them do. Yeah, we I mean we're not really here to talk about child support or human nature or any of those things. So we, well, yeah. let's not go too far past the the uh, the fetal decision, you know? Yeah. So fortunately, unfortunately, y'all don't really have much say. So okay, so I think we all agree that abortion should be available, at least in some form. The question is how available should it be, right? So uh, do you, uh, I mean, I know I personally, my thoughts are that abortion is, uh, no, I don't personally believe in abortion. And when I say I don't believe in it, I don't, like, I would hope that I am never in a situation where I have to sign off on an abortion. I'm not saying that that might not happen, but I'm saying that I hope that I never would have to get into that situation. I don't judge people who need to, but I would hope that that never happens to me. Uh, but by the same token, I believe that abortion, that, that it really is a woman's business, whether she wants to carry a child to term or not. Like, I have seen a woman take a child to term 
and that is no small ask right that is a that is a major it, it is life changing and if a woman is not 110% ready to do that i don't think anybody should tell that woman that she needs to do it not even slip up on Paul and them um Facts. but should there be limits on abortion period like like should should people be able to roll through like a like a drive through and just open their legs and get our baby out of there? Or should should there be limits? Should abortions be allowed to be casually used for contraception 10, 20, 30 times? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, isn't that um, just frankly unhealthy? I'm not like unhealthy, right. like I ate too many Cheetos unhealthy, but like <laughs> I might die unhealthy. First of all, <laughs> first of all, any woman that doing that don't care about herself, and the doctor who she keep going to should be should lose his license. Number one. <laughs> so how many abortions is too many? At, at what point does the government step in and say, you know, you have um? But but it's, again, it's time Sandy, to go home. Why no does the government have to, to be government. involved in that period? Right. <laughs> they have to protect the citizenry well, from their own. Uh, uh, um, you know, bad decisions. Yeah, protect their families. Well, the the what what? Okay, let's let's ask a philosophical question. What is the purpose of government, right? And the purpose of government is to ensure that its citizens remain safe and healthy, right? At the, at the most basic level, mm-hmm. the protection and safety and health of its citizenry is what a government is responsible for. Well, the government for. not doing what they're supposed to do. Of course, of course, all of them not. You know, <laughs> yeah. So. So why is the government getting involved? Well, in its purest form, the government is involved because somebody in government has determined that this has some sort of consequence on society, some some pejorative consequence on society. That's why the government's involved. So should they be involved, right? Does does it have that sort of impact on society? Is the government rightfully involved? And and should there be limits? And 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 lastly, where should those limits be placed? Right, right now I feel like a libertarian eh? because I find they're way too involved in something that should be really between, you know, couples and their healthcare providers, right? Like because everything else is right. If it is, I had a, a hernia, the government didn't get involved in that, right? Thank I had you. to figure that out, right? Thank right, you. I had to figure figure that out. Like I feel like you know that would simplify this tremendously if it is i am you know bible thumping miss so and so and under any circumstance i want to carry this child to term hey that is a personal decision that that you would make and, and bear the consequences of but i find when the government gets involved some some things happen right uh, one you get this globalization of an issue that really needs to be looked at very under a microscope in a nuanced situation like every situation that requires a you know abort well that has abortion as an option needs to be looked at independently it can't have no broad brush law that somehow decides that you know everything that fits into these parameters you know has to be dealt with that way we all know that simply just doesn't work right i mean that's a it's a poor approach it's a very agrarian approach we again you know when when this good book was written in 19 or long you know we've come a long way in terms of sophistication and and you know ability to really problem solve and get to the root cause because everybody issue is not going to be everybody issue 
right? So, I mean, you know, I, I feel maybe that's part of the problem. It's just being dealt with. The Supreme Court shouldn't be out there telling women what to do with their vaginas. Like, you know, and, and, and that, that's, that's a weird thing. Like, it's weird, you know? It's it weird. Amen. <laughs> so, okay, so so let me, let me introduce a, an interesting thought experiment, right? So, mm-hmm. if we look at countries like Japan and even Russia, right? The population in those countries are diminishing. They, they have experienced decline over the last two decades. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that in countries where there is de- a population decline, that the government has a very strong interest in ensuring that there are new births, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because why would you want your culture to die, which is going to happen if if more people aren't being born to support the culture. Well, if you don't have it, enough men to join the army, your, your country will be annexed like Ukraine, right? Well, hmm. have, you heard, have you heard that whole theory about why um, they, they're trying so hard to get abortion, abortion rights removed um, because of the whole the population shortage of, you know, um, the, the Caucasians going uh, going into uh, minority status by what is it 2035 or 2040 20, or something yeah, like that? Who um, fault is that? Just now, pretty soon. And um, and and the and 40 percent or something like that of all abortions are Caucasian, so they're trying to prevent in those states more abortions so they have more white people. Yeah, you heard that that conspiracy theory? I'm not lending any credence to it. Just a thought. But I mean, I'm just saying, I, what I want to say is like all women want this avail, like we want this choice. We want to be able to make this choice without the government involved. So like if they're worried about their population declining, I can't help but say some, okay, I can't say that. You know, I wonder, I wonder if that would it's be dumb. successful and is, is probably not the best approach because I no. mean, how many additional births will there be? Because a woman could... A woman who has enough money, and that you know that that is questionable. But a woman who has enough money could travel to a neighboring state that is yes. that has friendly abortion laws yes. and have her abortion there. Right. So if that if you want to to protect the growth of um protect the pop- population growth of that specific demographic, then preventing abortions might not actually achieve what you wanted to achieve. I mean, I, I that, again, that is, that is with people with means, but if, if it is, you're doing it in these Bible thumping states, right, where they would have never tell their parents or any of that madness, they make it, they make it harder for these younger women to get that, uh, that kind of procedure done. You yeah. know what I mean? Wouldn't it so, now make abortion this, like, I wouldn't say luxury, but this... Um... Yeah, we're not talking about the mistresses of the <laughs> Bible thumpers. We're talking about their children. Yeah. Well, Joe, let me let me say this as well. Like, if you wanted to incentivize women having more children, there you, you might want to use a carrot instead of a stick, right? So you might want to give a tax refund for for every child born or do something like that. Doesn't that already exist? Doesn't isn't child credit child, child credits a thing? No, China uh, China, China limited. China, China limited there. China removed. No, China had a one child policy. A one child policy. They, they, well, as they don't have it anymore because oh, okay. it was way too successful. But then it didn't stop people from having multiple children. Like orphanages were like filled to the It didn't grim. stop people from having multiple children, but it 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 really did though. Like their population did begin to decline steeply, and additionally, people were killing female children as well, right? Yeah, because everybody wanted one child boy. to be a boy. So yeah. now there are so many. There are a lot more males in China than females, and that has created a you know problems of its own which 
This is what happens when the government tries to get involved in things that shouldn't be in the vaginas of women. But 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 here, but here <laughs> it's just to, just to, just to pull it back as we you know we are, we're also a Trinidadian podcast. We try to focus on those on, on the angles from that end. I mean, what how how um and I feel like we discussed this, but I just don't remember if it was in the Mother's Day podcast or the released podcast where we spoke about motherhood and so on. Um, or about abortions and so on. Like, what what is what is Trinidad's policy on abor- abortions? I feel like. I feel like they're illegal in Trinidad. It's don't ask, don't ask, don't tell. I, I think that's what the policy is. It's, yeah. it's not legal, but um, I have never heard of a woman being prosecuted in Trinidad for having an abortion. And I know for a fact huh? that you can, that it's it's very accessible. Very. Uh, they don't have to go too far. So, you know, I think it's don't ask, just don't like tell. marijuana, you know, just like weed. You know. Well, weed is illegal now. You could have four well, plants. Well, weed, weed is know. legal now, right? But yeah. many years since we, from boots, you have a, <laughs> had problems finding marijuana. Never problem. You might get too clout. You might get too clout from the police. You might get a little too, a little too I mean, licks. I, I think abortion is... Abortion is police, like, at the same level as buggery in Trinidad. is like, as yeah. long as the, a policeman doesn't see you actually doing it, you're probably okay. Yeah. I'm not, not promoting, not <laughs> promoting buggery by any means. The link, uh, but, the link uh, does let one or two people, you know, link does get, let one or two people get arrested ever so often to keep the, the numbers <laughs> up. Exactly. Keep, keep the balance. <laughs> Make him look like he actually working. <laughs> Well, but but I'm, I must admit, like, because especially in Trinidad, right? Like, we we're a very religious country, right? Like, you know, I mean, do we really have separation of church and state? Is that a thing that exists in Trinidad? I mean, I, I, I feel like they try. No, no, I was gonna say, arguably, is that a thing that exists in America? I know we say that, but look at the decisions we're making. You know, today, twenty twenty-two. I mean, you know, there are tons and tons of people who. If you were to ask them to describe who they were, their first, you know, their first statement would be, you know, I'm a God fearing Christian, and then father of ten or something like that, because <laughs> I don't believe in abortion. Uh, so it's like, I think the ideal government has to have separation of church and state, uh, and and the reasons are numerous. Reason number one is that how do you know that your your particular holy book is the truth? You you just don't. Right, there are ten million religions, and each of them has a holy book, and everybody thinks that their book is true, but nobody knows for sure. So you cannot let your theoretically true book be the guiding, the the the, the north star for an entire government of of diverse people and religions. And that's thing number thing number one. Thing number two is that we can barely interpret the laws that man made. So how can we interpret this book that was made in 19 or long accurately? We just can't. Amen. Look at the story that I told earlier in the, in the thing. You know, a one man pull out of, a, of his brother's sister 10 million years ago. And brother's today wife, we can't have abortions. That's a whole different oh crime. That's a whole different crime. That up. He is like, that brothers and sisters on this podcast. What is my <laughs> <Amen. talking about? laughs> She could be adopted. She could be adopted. His brother's wife. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and I was like, that that made me very uncomfortable. Imagine the Midwest. You know what? I need to go. I was like, why are you so out there doing that? I'm, I'm generalization Gina over here, boy. To the, to the good, good people of the Midwest. I, I know they're today. not out there doing these kind of things. By the way, by the way, I'd like to also correct you. You cannot create another character on this podcast. We already have the alien. He is, what's his name? What's our alien's name? Frank. Frank, Frank. Frank. We have oh, Frank, Frank the alien. And we have Paul the patriarch. That is who he was talking about back when he was talking about the white man at your job. Paul can't also Paul? be the man. Oh, yeah, Paul, Paul. Is, Paul is your boss. That's Paul. Right. So, Paul. so <laughs> I, know, I know we also called him Slipper, but Riza also called him Paul. So he can't be Paul. Wait, so, we, so we can't have a separate man who slip up the sperm donor? Um, I mean, can we have that? Sam, Sam the sperm donor? No, I, I rather I rather slip up. Kenneth the spoon. No, no, no. Sam sound better. Sam. So it's Sam Paul and slip Sam. up. Alright, okay. So Sam. we have Frankie Paul the Patriarch. And um Sam Sam Gandy Sam Spoon Donor. AKA Slip Up. AKA Slip Up. DJ Slip Up. Exactly. Uh, Jojo, what was the question I was asking us? I was asking a question. I just, I just tell her, you <laughs> I tell her, don't mix up our characters. Right? You have Sam the Sam Sam oh, man, God. aka Slip Up. She <laughs> have, she have Paul and Frank. That's our three. Our three recurring characters. Can we, characters. we can move on to the, to yes, the last bullet point let's, of this conversation? Um, was uh, it, go ahead. Uh, thoughts on, on whether the unborn should have any rights. Do they have any rights? What, um, the unborn. At what point? Sorry, so you think okay? So you think up to the <laughs> up to the nine? So you could rip a nine-month-old baby out of his mother's oh belly God. and bash his head out with a with a bat? No. That is what the unborn is. Yeah. He's unborn. He's technically unborn. <laughs> oh, I, I don't yeah. think. I don't think. Like I don't think I have enough. Them. I don't. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Am I, uh, what, I mean, it, you know, pro-lifers become a pejorative too. I don't think pro-lifers is pejorative. I, I think I am pro-life to some degree. I, you know, I, I, if, if put in the position to choose, you would choose to have the baby, whether it was positive or negative for you. I think nine times out of ten, I would, yes. Yeah. I, I, but I'm also at a different place in my life, right? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, 38 years old. You have something to offer. Not everybody has something to offer. You know, I have a home, but when when I was when I was in high school, when I had my first job at Unitrust, I probably may have made a different decision. You know, that 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 is right. why I don't judge, right? A little, it's a it's very easy. Work I had when I used to work in fisheries, but I I couldn't support no child off of that. Yeah, but and, and at that point, you also have plans, right? You have things that you want to achieve that a, a child would hinder severely, right? So. That's why I don't judge. I'm, I, you know, we have a bunch of people who are comfortable and are happy doing what they're doing, and they they want to impose their ideas on everybody else. People who are not similarly positioned, and that is what is wrong with the whole abortion debate. Yeah. Right. You can't you, you can't impose laws on people unless you have actually been in that experience, that experiential space. I mean, I, I so imagine, imagine that some of them. Go ahead, Ryzen. No, I was gonna say. Imagine that you get, you in you can't get an abortion. You get pregnant because that's the easiest thing to do as a human being. You get pregnant. Slip you have, up is potent. Like it just is. If you can't do nothing, you could have sex and get pregnant. You get pregnant. You have nothing to offer. The government say that you can't. Um, you can't have an abortion. So this woman, or let's say man 
and woman have this child now, they have no money. Is the government going to give that woman, that couple money to take care of that child? Are they going well, to no, pay for that child's take... education? Yep. Are they yeah, going to pay for that? Up by by exactly. So why are you forcing me? If I want to be a bum, why is the government forcing me because of this child? I could have barely take care of myself. Why are you well, forcing Reza, me? The, the other, the other, the other side of that religious argument is that you shouldn't have penises in you until you're married. But that is right? bullshit because any at the end of the day, the most natural thing for a human being to do is fuck at the end wow. of the day. Just a, just a side note. Miss, this is uh, this Mr. Is, uh, Sorry. All ages. Sorry, it's the half sex. All ages podcast. So Let all me ages. pull that back. Let me pull that back. I get too emotional. I get too emotional. Yeah, okay, right. so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Robbie the most natural though. thing, <laughs> the most natural thing for a human being to do is to have sex, which can lead the cornerstone, to the cornerstone of the Abrahamic religions is right. denial of self-riser. The cornerstone of the Abrahamic religions. All of them, Christianity, Judaism, and that other one. The cornerstone is denial of self, right? You're supposed to, you're supposed to keep yourself chaste, Riser. That's what the Bible says, right? You're out there, you're out there fornicating and adultering, and now you get pregnant, <laughs> and you wanna, you wanna According murder the, 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 nine, the nine-month-old child. Yeah, so you just wanna Bible. sin. You just wanna sin on top of sin. You, you wanna... sin on top of sin. Yeah, Sin person. Person. I do believe though sometimes there are some things in the Bible that literally cause people to their natural instinct and natural actions to be shamed upon and that is my issue Riser, if you were born in the 1600s, you'd be stoned as a witch. Oh, no, I, I definitely would be. Oh, for sure. Like, you don't even have to tell me. I understand. I would yeah. definitely be in the dungeons. I mean, hung hung I, 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 in the... Be, and drowning in the dungeons. Like, <laughs> me and Anne Boleyn, uh, we would have been wrapped up guillotine. Like, I, I know. <laughs> I, 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 always, I always find those particular types of statements funny because the thing is, the only reason that you are the way you are is because you were, you were raised in a very progressive time. You would have been in a corner somewhere. You understand? <laughs> oh, no, and I love a good period piece. And I get so vexed all the time when I watch it. It's like, why women have to be going through all of this shippiness? I know if, like, a situation like that was to happen now, it would have never fly. I know for a fact I would have been... My head would have been chopped off. I know that. Hey, Riza would have been. <laughs> Riza would have been in a corner somewhere serving her deceased husband's brother or some girl. Exactly. 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 Make sure that thing no fall on the floor again today. You know? Anyway. Oh exactly. All right. Let me, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We, 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 I, think we've, I think we've wrung this topic into the ground. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, Stuart, do you have any, anybody has any last thoughts on the abortion or uh, as Joe said, are we, are we pressing no, on? No, I think on we can. Another, what we can. We can. We can. We can. We can. Do you? <laughs> I think you should put today. the mic a little lower. Let me hear what your poon has to say. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yo. <laughs> you move it on. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast. You move it on. on. You know, <laughs> I was probably... Topic number two. <laughs> Topic number two. Um, we will not be hearing from Riser's Poon today, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so... <Wow. laughs> all right, so, so let me lay out the um, let me lay out the fact pattern for you all, and then we could jump into the discussion. A couple of months ago, uh, a, there was a, a four-year-old child, four-year-old, two-year-old child, a young child, uh, left his mother's house. Uh, and was seen walking down the street by a neighbor, right? The neighbor saw this child in pampers walking down the street. Uh, 
the child subsequently, the mother subsequently discovered that the child was missing, called the police, a search was launched, and the morning after, the child was discovered dead uh, on a riverbank. The child had apparently drowned, right? This is a four-year-old child who left his home, was seen by a neighbor, and then died. So the question I want to ask you guys is, uh, what are the obligations of a stranger or potentially a neighbor to his neighbor's child? Do you all think that the woman who saw the child wandering down the street had an obligation to run out and stop that child? Or are we living in a society where it's really the parent's responsibility to safeguard their child and everybody else has no obligation? Boy, well, Sandy, you know I had to jump in on this one. If I see my neighbor dog in the road going in the wrong direction, I grab in it. So I can't, I couldn't imagine seeing a child I know just deafened on the road in Pampas <laughs> and I just sit you down know, <laughs> in my house and like, hey, Suzanne, that's a baby like, like Dave like, Chappelle from that skit. Exactly, right? Like, I, I, I don't even know how that's fathomable. So I, I can't say you have a, 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 a right, but my God, who, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like it should be. She's uh, she she was in favor of abortion. I'm telling you, like take a look in the mirror, take a good close look at, at, at in that mirror because I'm like you, there's some questionable decisions you have to live with that the rest of your life, right? Now that is that who we've become, so selfish that we can that we can live like that. No, let me tell Ali something about Quincy. What he said about that dog is absolutely true. When me and Quincy were in college, we were driving along a road, driving along a beach, going on our way. We had things to do that day, classes to attend, <laughs> groceries to pick up, all kinds of stuff. So we drive along a road, and at the side of the road, Quincy sees two very large molossa type dogs. They're like pit bull type. It wasn't pit bulls. It was um, cane corsos. Yeah, correct. They they look like bigger versions of pit bulls. Jesus. Quincy sees the dogs. They have collars on, but they're alone at the side of the road. And Quincy pulls the car to a stop and says, we have to save them. And I was like, I am sitting right in this car. Let me know. Let me know when you, you finish do this madness that you're about to do. So the man jumps out the car and kind of shepherds these two massive dogs back down the street. And then we see another King Corso barking out of our window. And Quincy's like, that's where they're from. I'm going to return them to that house. And, and he returns the dog. So he, he's not lying when he says if he sees his neighbor's dog, even if that neighbor lives nowhere in his neighborhood, he's probably going to return that. So, you know, no, it's no just, just a... I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Quincy's a... I know that's, that's, um, that's the Stewart's household uh, way of living, for sure, for sure. Because I believe there was a story of Keisha doing something similar in Trinidad recently when he went out for the wedding too. But um, yeah, yeah, that's just that's just who they are. But but no, I I honestly do think that that you know you know the whole takes a village thing. That's that's definitely something I raised with, right? Like I in every neighborhood I've ever lived in, there's always been people I know who always look out for me. When I was how old I was, boy, I leave Dego Martin. Well, I lived Diamondville when I was eight. So between the ages of six and seven, I remember um, I went and ride my bike um, out, to, out to the main road a time from, I used to live on Torquoise Drive and I, I ride up Jasper Avenue all the way up to, to Diggle Martin Main Road and my neighbors saw me driving on the main road 
and pull me off my bike. What are you doing up here? And put my bike in the trunk and drive me back home. That is the, you know, that is the 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 the, the kind of neighborhoods I grew up in, the kind of situations I grew up in. So yeah. Uh, that that I mean to me, that neighbor should have stopped that child personally. And I know, and you know, no, I, I hate to throw blame because from what I understand, she also got like a lot of backlash, like people was pelting stone at she house and all kind of madness. Like that, that might be that might be a little too much, but but she she definitely made a wrong decision in that situation. Definitely that. Rise our obligation to to stop a child heading down the road, or oh yeah, no, I definitely time. I was stopping. I do that even here where I am. There's this um there's this lady that always um walks her grandson. He's like two probably when is learned to walk? Whatever age that is. But she have him walking to, up yeah. in the, the courtyard and there was this one time where because he likes to come and play with Nelly through the window. And one time he walked up to Nelly in the window and she didn't see him. And she was screaming up and down the corridor. And like, you know, mm. in certain situations, I was like, oh, he's right here. So like, you know, just in, just them, in those situations, I'm definitely like looking out. I know it has happened to me. Like Jordan was saying um, earlier, we grew up in those kind of communities. Where I grew up in Point Kumano in Karanaj, my mother from there, her mother from there, her father from there, grandmother. So like, I wouldn't know everybody, but... Everybody know who I is Pam daughter. It had there were situations. I remember a time I was in school, went to a school dance, fight break out. I cannot tell you this person's name. But the person from my neighborhood saw me, and I didn't see the fight that was happening, and I was grabbed out of the way by this person. Only because they know I is Pam daughter and I live in Point Kumana and they know me. I cannot tell you the person's were you in name. The fight? No. Were you fighting? You know I just fight? You know, I could fight anybody. I just have mouths. Everybody knows I don't fight nobody. But anyway, I was <laughs> too long ago not to fight. Like we don't have to talk, we don't have to whatever, but like, you know, that's your people. So like you look out for your people's. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you guys think that that has changed though? Had you know, society is different now, everybody. Everybody's child is everybody's child. Is everybody's child. No, I think it changes. And I think um, not just for kids, but for people. And 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 there's reasons, right? So I'm gonna preface this by saying that um, in a society where crime is becoming rampant, I think it makes people shrink into themselves. Um, when to be honest, the response to crime should be coming together as a community, right? So we're actually doing the opposite of what we need to do. But that's a whole next story. The the and I'll 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 actually give another story which is kind of interesting because the last time we were home, um, if anybody knows that that road leading over from Santa Cruz into into Marval, I was leaving a friend's house in Santa Cruz, heading back to Digo Martin, and um, I wasn't driving actually. So one of our friends, Sudi, was driving, and we see a man down in a drain. And we was like, nah, that couldn't be a man in a drain, right? That's not what we just saw. It's like 1 a.m., right? They're like, no, there's no way that could be a dude in a drain just because we were like six inches from his head when we flew by, right? And oh we were God. like, yeah, we were like, yeah, we just had to stop. And we stopped and turned and went around. We were like, no, we don't know if this man incapacitated or what the deal is. We ended up calling the the, uh, the police and we stayed there until they showed up and they um 
not arrest him. I mean, they try to offer him some assistance or whatever, right? Because we had no idea what, you know, why this man was in this drain or whatever. But I think somebody might have killed him by mistake, right? Just literally because they could not see him in that drain. I guarantee you, like, when we saw him, it was because we were rolling past that, like, 50 miles, you know what I mean? 50 miles far or whatever. But the thing is to say that I understand why people don't stop because I could have been a, you know, they could have been trying to rob you. It could have been a carjacker. True right? story. True uh, story. Right? Okay, exactly. So I, I get <laughs> why people might be changing, but we have to resist the urge to become people who we are, you know? Well, well, because well, we, you know, fine. sorry, Finish. Joe, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say really situational, you know what I mean? Because like I would say this, if it's, if it's out here in, in the city now, and I see somebody child running down the block at top speed, I've, I've seen that actually. There's a, a pretty long, um, a long, a long avenue where like these two kids just be riding on their scooters or whatever. They're very young, but they're good with the scooters. They're like probably three or four years old. And they just be pacing it towards the sidewalk. I'm not grabbing nobody, child. For one of them to tell me I randomly grab their child or I do something to their child. No, 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 I good. If that child not supposed to be um, you know, careening towards the streets, their parents somewhere around here. You know, like yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a good point, Joey. You know, time and place. I think uh, I think Trinidadian society is a bit different from American society. I think that for the most part, even though we're changing right now, everybody's child is kind of a, a, a mini a mini royal, basically. Like that's how Trinidad. That's the trend Trinidadian parents starting to take. Uh, you know, you can't really touch them or talk to them or correct them in public or anything like that because they are sovereign being, you know, wholly, wholly <laughs> apart from societal influence. So, period, so what right? you're trying to say is that we breed in our generation of assholes. And that's we, generation. Are, we are 100, Stuart, we are 110%. And, and I have another question, but we are 110% breeding a generation of assholes. Like a parents nowadays... The, the the so people in our generation who have uh, who have made children a lot of the time their children are like that child is is a despot like that child is a freaking tyrant <laughs> and I have no idea like I'm not sure where you learn to raise children but that's certainly not how your parents raise you but everybody most people in our generation are on are, are performing this kind of revisionist approach to life where they're looking at everything their parents did as negative right my father used to talk to me in a certain way I will never talk to my child so I used to get licks I will never beat my child or my mother used to punish me I will never put my child in time out and I think that you cannot you can't simply hold, dispose of, of the lessons of your parents wholesale and think that you will be doing a good job because look at the child you're raising. They're uncontrollable. They're stabbing up each other on YouTube, right? But yeah, that's beside the point. No, what the point I was making initially was... Consequences, but anyway, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, the point I was initially making was time and place, right? Whereas I think that Trinidad we might still be able to to kind of live that it takes a village to raise a child type of lifestyle. In New York... Even in Virginia, I am. Um, your child could run out into traffic. I real sorry. I I real <laughs> sorry. I not doing that here. I too. Uh, uh, sorry, right? Yeah, I saw the child. I'm not putting my hands on nobody child here, pal. Nah, nobody child. And so there was one time I was in New York, and I was standing up next to a lady who was trying to kind of wrangle two toddlers and a stroller, and you know, trying to multitask. The stroller started to roll into traffic. And I ran and I grabbed the stroller. The, the stroller was literally in the road, right? And I ran and I grabbed the stroller. And the woman looked at me as if I was a dirty, unwashed Philistine horse. And I was like, <laughs> after that, I should have leave your child, sister. I should have leave your child. That's not me. 
No, not up here. Home, maybe. Not up here. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I read weird about that up here. And it's a litigative society, right? Like, uh, so, somebody always looking for something. And, you know, it's uh, it's actually funny, right? Because, uh, you know, even one of the one of the main points of this podcast is kind of, you know, showing that Trinidad just, is just like everywhere else. A lot of that has to do with crime and scamming. People so used to crime up here, right? That they, they, they're just not sure who to trust. So everybody kind of watching everybody's slight. This man yeah. won't run away with my child. This person go and do this to me. This person touched me. They was going to abuse me. They, they pick my pocket. They do this. You get what I say? And that's what it is. It really yeah. is that same, that same high level of crime that exists in the, in the U.S., you know, that, that people are just very, very wary of. They're very wary of other people because of it. Let me, let me ask you a question. How do we condition our children to be raised by the village? Right? So, you know, instead, so... It, right now, the, the main lesson you have to teach your child is stranger danger, right? We don't want you to get lured into the back of a panel van with the promise of puppies, right? We, we don't want that to happen. But by the same token, you want a child who, if need be, can be rescued by some do-gooder in society. How do we condition our children to do that without endangering them? Well, boy, I think, you know, part of it is where you live. I mean, and I don't just necessarily mean... Um, you know, America versus, you know, Trinidad, right? I mean, like literally, like I think in in Central Virginia, um, here in our little neighborhood, they have a community, right? I'll, I'll give you, for example, um, there was a fake Facebook post because there's this huge Facebook group for our community and a new person to the community puts out something. They're like, oh, my husband is um, just had to chase some teenagers out of our driveway because they were too close to the car and we called the cops. And literally that set off like a like a war in my neighborhood because all the other women in the neighborhood is like, Missy, I don't know if you know where you're at, but that behavior is not something we do here. She had to come to like, a, they drag her to a meeting and had to sit her down and be like, I know you don't know where you're at, but in this neighborhood, children, it's children, right? We don't call the police on our children. Right. That's not how we solve problems here, right? If you have a problem, look for their parents, call me, whatever the case is. It's just kids, right? Our kids are actually kids. So I say that to say that I think it's about having that community and then you could demonstrate, right? You could de because in that, the kid would have seen, wait, boy, this, these crazy people call the police on me and look at how my community responded. It wasn't right. just mom and dad. It was mom and dad and Fred down the street and the people there with the big dog and everybody came out and they were like, lady, you are giving off some straight racist vibes. Like, really? Like, you know what I mean? They had to pull off. They were yeah, like, like, who? You police on children though like who does that again people who people might like be from think. from from new york who they're like scammers and this might they might be adults and yada yada i get that but that's keep that in those places <laughs> when what's, um, was the lady from your neighborhood no, was she, 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 moved, she just recently moved, moved yeah, yeah. Uh, so see, they yeah. Came, came in with someone had to be taught yeah, by yeah, the community yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not appropriate that's you know, that's not how we deal with problems here. Yeah. I mean, but isn't, isn't that a sad way to live, though? Like, yeah, you Absolutely. feel like you can't talk to... If you're, like, look. So I was um I was sitting in my house the other day, and I saw some people in some... um I wouldn't even say what they were wearing, because that doesn't really add to the story. But I saw some strange people walking across my yard. And then I saw them walking back across the yard. And, and in my, where I live, people don't really walk through people's yard. Like, that's not something you do. You don't, you know... And I went out to them and I was like, well, you all really can't pass through here because that is my, all you might get shot. You can't, you could probably do it in my yard, but you don't want to do it 
through the entire neighborhood because somebody will address that problem in a in a way that you might like but they were foreigners they did not speak the language and they were genuinely lost and they were trying to walk to a place that was nowhere near (laughs) nowhere near to where i was living and was you know and was um connected by a highway so there was no way they could walk where they were going and i ended up just dropping them over there they they just here from yeah they were just hopelessly lost like if Ole really trying to walk to there, Ole will get run over by a truck. Like that man in the drain from Quincy's story earlier. So, wow. yeah, that's, that's wow, how that indeed. went. I didn't, didn't call the police on them. <laughs> you didn't call yeah. the police on them? I, I, I um, duty immigrants. I didn't call ICE on them. From Quincy's story, it sounds like some New Yorkers, for sure. Yeah, for, me to call, for me to actually summon the police, um, I would, you know, I would literally have to be tied to a chair and a man would have to be literally about to enter my wife. That's, wow. that, that wow. is that's how dire the that's how dire the situation would have to be. I okay. do not I do not like the police. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not. Because I actually see that over here a lot. Um on what, uh, on the ne- on the next door app, people are always talking about oh, uh, you know, I don't want to say the Hispanics in the street, but that's the only way to describe it. The locals in uptown Manhattan because I see it all over, all over um all over next door, just like, oh, you know, they're outside and they're playing music in the street and don't they understand that this neighborhood is no longer like that? Like, wait, what? This no longer Ex- neighborhood is no, no longer, longer like what exactly? Excuse me, gentrifying? <laughs> no longer what? like what exactly? Because, you know, the gentrification <laughs> is happening up here. The subway runs up here and it runs well and, you know, the, the rent's going up and the whatnot and, you know, the the, uh, the well-to-do are moving into this area and, and the communities that exist and I've seen the communities, right? Like, Nobody perfect. No community is perfect. No groups are perfect. Right? In any situation, and I've but I've um, you know in being up here, I've seen a lot of close knit communities of people that grew up next to each other that look out for each other. And you know, it just so happens my son's mom is part of that community, so I I see how they how they operate from from within, and that's kind of what like similar to what Quincy's talking about. And that's in a big city. You know, a lot of them very very standoffish, but when it comes to their community, they're not. They're they're fine within their community. But, you know, these these outsiders, as you would call them, are coming in and doing very similar things. So it, I think I think Quincy has a has a pretty strong point in that like, the community needs to teach. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there's there are other obviously other factors happening up here that that makes it so that I don't think anybody willing to learn. But, um, yeah, I think the community definitely needs to teach. Joe, I'm interested to hear your answer to the question of how do you condition your child to accept? the teachings of the community with also, without also making that child vulnerable to getting lured into a panel van and becoming a statistic on the back of a milk box? I mean, to a certain extent, I think you have to raise that child with a certain level of, a certain level of understanding, a certain level of respect, right? Because once that respect is there, you can have the conversation about things that they cannot, that they may not have encountered. They will believe you because you've, you've bred a situation in which they um they trust you, but also on the other side of it, and it's it's funny because I mean this is a TV show, but I saw I saw this on a TV show the other day where you know this um you know this kid you know got got uh, ended up disobeying their parents and riding off on a bike, and then he ended up on life support because he got hit by a car, hit and run, and but the line that was said after that uh, was was the profound one, which was like you can't protect your children from everything, you can't be there all the time, so the best you could do is give them the tools. Right? You can't you can't you can't you can't grind them down to the point where they're gonna rebel so hard against you that they put themselves in danger. You get what I mean? Yeah, there there needs to be a balance there. 
you know. Mm -hmm. But also you want to ensure that your children are not also not going out there being wild, like you're ignoring them so much that they end up in a situation that they're really not, um, they're just really not prepared to deal with. You know what I mean? So there needs to be a, a certain level of trust between the parent and the child at that age when they are starting to make their own decisions and they're starting to really test that independence. You know what I mean? But that's just my thought. My child is only three. We'll figure it out when that time comes. <laughs> All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, tonight we discussed abortion. And if you did decide to have that baby, we also discussed ways in which you could protect your child from getting lured into a panel van with the promise of puppies. Wow. This is Raisa. This is Jorian. This is Quincy. This is Derry. This has been another episode of Just Old Talk, the number one podcast for people who love their mothers but we're unable to get our mothers the podcast out on time. So, you know, I guess it's just us. Just we. Just we.